Welcome to the Commission Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Bryant, and every month I coach you to develop leaders like Jesus did by examining how he interacted with five groups of people, the lost, the crowds, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. At Commission Leadership, it's our mission to provide connection and coaching for pastors. We help leaders like you take a biblical approach to leadership development so you can lead like Jesus, find more volunteers, and develop leaders from the crowd. Hey there, welcome to the Commission Leadership Podcast. My name is Wes Bryant, I'm your coach and your host, and I just want to say, happy 2023. I could not think of a better way to start the new year by relaunching this podcast after what's been almost a year off. And that wasn't intentional. I'll share a little bit more about that in a bit. But ultimately, it's my hope in this episode to share with you the, the vision for this ministry moving forward, why this podcast exists, and ultimately why I hope that you'll join this community whether that's as a regular listener or, or possibly as a member of our community. Um, I'll talk about that more in future episodes. But, but really, like I said, today I'm going to talk about why this ministry exists. And it's just very simply because we're passionate about leadership development in the church. And so here at Commission Leadership, we help leaders like you take a biblical approach to leadership development so that you can lead like Jesus find more volunteers for your ministry, and develop leaders from the crowd. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I spent 13 years in the local church serving uh, in sports ministry, which really is kind of a niche ministry. First of all, not many churches have a sports ministry, and I would say even fewer understand what sports ministry is. And I found that that's not just a challenge for sports pastors. That's also a challenge for student pastors and children's ministry pastors. You know, people often look at us and they think, wow, like you get paid to just play games with kids. And, you know, that's part of it. But but ultimately, I know in the sports ministry world, what I loved is I got to connect with people who had no desire to come to church on Sunday morning. And so out on our soccer field, uh, within our gym, on the basketball courts, for many people, that's where they came to meet Jesus for the first time. And that's where a lot of people really grew in their relationship with him. And as much as I loved discipleship, um, growing as a follower of Jesus and helping others grow in their walk with him, I found over the years that my passion is leadership development. And what this looked like in the sports ministry was that we would often have coaches who would, would go on and become leaders in our student ministry. You know, They took the tools that they learned by interacting with kids on the soccer field. And, you know, through our short devotions, they would, would be teaching the word there and Eventually, that would kind of open their eyes to, you know, God's call on their life. Like, wow, I, I really find joy sharing the gospel 
with my children and their friends. And as they're growing up, I want to continue doing that. So we saw a lot of coaches um, go on to do that. In fact, the running joke from uh, our student pastors was that our sports ministry was the farm system for the student ministry, which was a little bit offensive. You know, I, I like to think that we weren't like the minor leagues to the big leagues, but I knew what they meant. And it truly was a compliment because they just found um, our sports ministry to be such a resource for leadership development. And they would often come to me and say, hey, we need uh, men and women who love Jesus. They have high character and we need to know that we can trust them uh, to shepherd uh, these students. And so I love being able to say, yes, here's, here's a handful of men and women um, that would be great in that role. Some other ways we develop leaders, um, obviously within the own ministry, seeing people uh, grow from assistant coaches who weren't really comfortable sharing their faith to head coaches who passionately shared the gospel. And then seeing head coaches move on to uh, directors of leagues. And um, we even saw a few people going to become deacons and elders. Uh, two people specifically I know went on to lead their own ministries at other local churches. And to me, that is just a picture of God's kingdom. And the reason I'm so passionate about leadership and development is because it's great if, as a pastor, you are following the Great Commission. Um, I, I know and trust that that's what you are doing. You are making disciples and shepherding your flock. But there's only so much that you can do on your own, if you will. And so when you learn to develop leaders who are serving alongside you, the fruit of your ministry just grows exponentially. And what I've also found is not only does it have a greater impact on the kingdom and within your community, but you as a leader become healthier in the process. Because there's a saying I hear from so many pastors that leadership is lonely on the top. But not only does it not have to be that way, that's not how Jesus led. Jesus led a group of 12 men along with women who also followed him. And these people cared for him. They provided him with food. They, they provided him with shelter. They helped to meet his needs. And in that process, he taught them how to make disciples how to live in God's kingdom. And that, I believe, is what he calls all of us to as leaders in his church. If you've been listening for a while and you, you know, kind of wondered why this podcast went dark for a little while, uh, the, the short and simple answer is that my family expanded. And as my wife and I talked about the future, we realized that it was really important for her uh, to be home full-time with our kids. And that has been the best decision that we could have made. Uh, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I love seeing the joy that my wife has being with our kids. And uh, I love seeing how she's discipling them, just the conversation she has with our oldest son about Jesus are wonderful and I know are just setting the foundation for his walk with him. And uh, our youngest is only a year old, so there's, you know, uh, discipleship 
um, really is just loving and caring for him right now until he's old enough to understand the gospel. But uh, we just decided to make a change. And so I went from being a stay-at-home dad, uh, building uh, this ministry, to um, finding a a full-time job in the corporate world. And I've found a great company um, that's been really good to me. I'm, I'm growing as a leader there, and it's been good to interact with people who aren't Christians. Like I feel like my ministry field has expanded and that's been good for my soul. But in this process of change and transition, the Lord has allowed me to continue coaching and serving ministry leaders through commission leadership. I'm very grateful for that. But I just found that the margin in my life one year ago with two young boys, one of whom was an infant, was just the margin was very small. And so taking a break from the podcast uh, was needed. And what I found during this break is that um, the Lord really challenged me with a question. Why does the world need commission leadership? And why does it need the commission leadership podcast? And to be honest with you, I'm not so arrogant to think that the world needs it. You know, there are so many amazing leadership resources out there. But I do like to believe that there are some people who do need this ministry. And so it's my hope that this can become a community where first and foremost, you can find connection. I hope to connect you with other leaders in the church who are growing in their leadership and and learning to develop others like Jesus did. And I hope to provide you with coaching to help sharpen your skills as a leader, to overcome the challenges in your ministry, and really be the ministry that God has called you to be for such a time as this. So with that background in mind, let's talk about what you can expect from this podcast going forward. As a member of this community, I want to help you use a biblical framework for leadership development. And like I said, provide you with connection and coaching so you can do three things. Lead like Jesus, find more volunteers to fulfill his mission, and develop leaders from the crowd. So what do I mean by a biblical framework for leadership development? Well, Obviously, we're going to be looking at leadership through the Bible. And so we're going to look at lots of different leaders, lots of different stories, and find things that we can learn and apply in our churches today. But ultimately, when I talk about a biblical framework, we're looking at leadership through the lens of the Gospels and asking the question, how did Jesus grow as a leader? And How did he develop leaders around him? And ultimately, we see that Jesus interacted mainly with five groups of people. The lost, the crowds, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. So I'm going to take the rest of this episode to talk about the main characteristic of each of those groups. And then over the next five episodes, I will focus... Uh, specifically on each group, kind of break them down a little bit more and hopefully help you make some connections within your own church and ministry to see, you know, where do these groups already exist? And then together, we're going to talk about 
Now, how did Jesus develop leaders from the crowd? So let's start with the lost. The first group of people that we see Jesus interacting with are the lost. The main thing that the lost have in common is that these are people who are far from Jesus. It's why we see him, you know, going from town to town. He's seeking out people who are far from him. And whenever Jesus is within a large crowd of people, kind of the the second group we're going to talk about, Jesus notices the lost among the crowd. Whereas most people tend to overlook them. The second group is the crowd. And the crowd is an interesting group because it's it's certainly the most diverse group of people. You can't necessarily tell where someone is in their relationship with Jesus just by scanning the crowd. Right? It's composed of people who are lost. Uh, it's composed of believers, unbelievers, rich and poor, Pharisees, you know, religious leaders. But the thing that all of these people have in common, right? their main characteristic is that the crowd consists of people who are all seeking Jesus. And usually, they all want him for, for something he can provide them with, whether it's eternal life, whether it's you know a quick meal or healing, power. Right? They all want something from him. The third group we see Jesus interacting with are his followers. And the main characteristic of the followers are that they believe. They literally followed Jesus from town to town because they believed he was the Messiah. And they stood out from the large crowds of people because of their faith. They had a desire to learn from Jesus and ultimately participate in his ministry. The fourth group of people are his disciples. These are the 12 men who spent daily time with Jesus. And the defining characteristics of the disciples is their love. Jesus even says, to his disciples, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, the world will know that you are my disciples. The fifth and final group that we see Jesus interacting with are the leaders. Specifically, of the 12 disciples, it's Peter, James, and John. And the defining characteristics of the leaders are that they develop and this is a little play on words because uh, they develop first and foremost as leaders themselves, but they also develop others. I think we see this most clearly in the life of Peter because throughout the Gospels, we see Peter you know, taking initiative, stepping out of the boat, choosing to walk on water with Jesus, you know, leading in a way that no one else was ready to do. But we also see him failing through those experiences. And that's something I want to encourage you to embrace. Uh, embrace failure as a leader. 
Don't look for it. <laughs> Don't try to make mistakes, but but trust that as you step out of the boat, you're you're probably going to sink. But it's through that experience that you're going to come to know Jesus more and ultimately trust him in his leadership. So we see Peter and James and John developing, but we also see them developing others. So leaders don't just grow for their own benefit, right? They don't step into leadership for the positions of power it will give them. Ultimately, leadership is about other people. And in the book of Acts, we see really Peter and John become the figureheads of the church. They take on leadership after Jesus ascends to heaven. Over the next five episodes, we're going to do a deeper dive into each of these groups so that we can see how Jesus interacted with each of them and ultimately how he developed leaders from the crowds that that followed him. Because I think that's one of your main responsibilities as a leader. You have all of these people coming to your church. You have many people that you're interacting with in the community. And it is easy to kind of become burdened by the needs and the demands of the crowds. And while we are certainly called to shepherd the crowds as pastors, we can't do it alone. We have to develop leaders like Jesus did. And it's my hope that I can help you do that through this podcast. I want to end this podcast with a couple of questions. First, how's your heart? How's your relationship with Jesus? Do you find that ministry is easy, that his burdens are light, or do you find the burdens of ministry to be overwhelming and often more than you can bear? I want to encourage you, whatever challenges you may be facing in ministry, to trust in Jesus, to focus on him, the author and perfecter of your faith and to not feel the pressure to be all things to all people. But to find rest in him. And it's my hope that this can be a community where you find that, where you find encouragement to grow in your walk with Jesus and to grow as a leader within his church. The second question I'll ask you is, if Jesus called you out of your leadership position today, would your ministry flourish? Or would it struggle? I could tell you from experience, you know, growing up, I had three youth pastors throughout my time in high school. 
And they were all wonderful men of God who loved me and served me in in their short seasons. But I will tell you, I can look back and I can see how the ministry really limped along when each one of them moved on somewhere else. Are you leading in a way that empowers people and develops leaders so that if God calls you elsewhere, the ministry would continue making an impact without missing a beat? That to me is the goal. We should be working ourselves out of a job. It's why Christ has given the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. I think this is a call for anyone who's a leader in the church. You have to build people up in a way so that they find and fulfill their place in the body. And if there ever comes a time where Jesus calls you away from your ministry or calls you up to heaven, right? Your church isn't going to miss a beat because there are going to be other leaders who understand the vision and who love Jesus and who are going to pick up right where you left off. As I relaunch this podcast, I think the thing I'm most excited about is the creation of our membership program that allows you to connect with other leaders and really become the type of leader that I'm describing in this episode. Someone who is growing in your own leadership, becoming a more Christ-like leader, and working to develop other leaders in your ministry. Our membership program starts at just $10 a month, and not only do you get to be part of a monthly group leadership cohort with 10 to 15 other pastors, this is something totally new as this group coaching aspect. I'm really excited about it. You also get personal bi-monthly coaching sessions with me in order to help you break through your greatest challenges in leadership. Plus other great features like free podcasts behind the scenes, our monthly leadership newsletter, and discounts on every course that we offer. And in celebration of our relaunch and as a thank you for listening today, I'm offering a free limited time trial membership to all of our listeners. Simply click on the link in the description and let's make it our goal to develop as leaders together in 2023 and beyond. On that note, I'd say that's a wrap for our relaunch of the Commission Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to see how God is going to use leaders like you to develop leaders from the crowd, just like Jesus did. Tune in next time as we're going to unpack that first group in the biblical framework for leadership development, the lost, and hopefully help you identify this group of people within your ministry, within your community so you can help them see that Jesus is with them.